Welcome to I Have Issues. I'm Lucifer Storm, and I've got a very quick question for you. That's right, you. And, you know, this is a very important question. It's something that I need to know. I've been yearning to find the answer to this question. And the question is, how are you? How the devil art thou? Hopefully everyone is keeping really well and really safe and just doing absolutely fucking awesome now before we get into the show i just want to let you guys know that the campaign the indiegogo campaign for my forthcoming graphic novel lady satan an angel in a killer's dress is live we are three days into the campaign and i've already hit 29 percent. but it would be nice to keep that momentum going so if you wouldn't mind there's a link in the description box down below that will take you straight to the indiegogo campaign hey just take a look you don't have to back the book i mean i won't stop you if you do it would be nice but you don't have to and if you can't back the book that's absolutely fine please feel free to take the link and share it with all your friends and family on your social media platforms. On top of that, I recently did an interview with Indie Comics Underground, which is a great website, all focused on indie comics and interviewing indie comic creators and talking about their upcoming books and their campaigns. And I just did an interview with them. There is also a link to that interview in the description box down below. So please feel free to take a look at that interview. So as always, I've got a guest with me and this guy is a, is, is a very unique writer in the world of indie comics he's working on such books as the adventures of kim il song and best career not daredevil and his forthcoming project krishna kid please welcome the just have ish uh, i have issues i'm getting it mixed up with is it just us as i was saying please welcome to i have issues my main man commie mark commie mark how the devil art thou good sir i'm good thank you uh greetings to the comrades in the chat and doing? <laughs> hello everyone <laughs> and there it looks like we do have a couple of people in the chat oh we've got we've got brie welcome brie thank you for joining us uh the question of all questions it really is it really is the question of all questions one day i i will find out the answer to that question you're sore but still kicking how are you sir storm oh i like that sir storm I, I should really like go to deed poll and get get my title changed to sir. <laughs> I'm not doing I'm I'm not doing too bad, Bree. I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you're still kicking. So, Commie Mark, I have to ask, I have to ask about the commie part of it. Like, is this a persona or is communism something that you really do support and feel very passionately about? So I am a fully automated luxury gay space communist. <laughs> answer to your question. Uh, so in the future, when we have like devices that do, uh, you know, elemental rewriting, you know, so yep. you, uh, turns your shit into a dinner fire, uh, and we've got robots and stuff. Like uh, that's what we should be aiming for. Uh, all the advances that we've had in technology uh, haven't paid off for us in terms of time. Uh, you know, I still have to go and work my job eight hours a day doing yep. work that would have took 12 people before. Uh, but getting distracted. We, we don't have to work as hard as we're working, is what I'm saying. If we all work together as a team, as a big community, it would be a lot easier. <laughs> that's fair enough man that's fair enough so obviously i learned about you through uh the guys at cg uk and before i carry on uh with this question re does say hi commie hello um so yes i learned about you through the guys at cg uk and uh you know i've seen your post with the hashtag cg uk and all that tell us a little bit about how you came across cg uk and why you related to cg uk what what made you want to become a part of cg uk okay so uh there was me and captain fuckhead and gilmore peter gilmore who mm -hmm. was on your show last week i believe yep uh, and a 
couple of other like sporadic UK people and one day we was just like why don't we have uh, a place where we can all hang out with the UK people because most of the people in indie comics are American or Australian so, yes. uh, so we wanted to like make a network for UK creators to come on and promote their things uh, that was in our time zone because right. we, were, we were all like staying up till 4 a.m. and stuff and being like, yeah, can you buy that comic, please? Like, uh, <laughs> so it was like, this is insane what we're doing. So uh, we tried to make our own time zone like network. For, and just little things like we can say pavement and no one like this. And people know how to pronounce the word niche like uh, just little things like that it makes it all homely <laughs> so before we had all worked together as a team like uh, yeah. to help boost each other and it's clearly working so yeah yeah from what i've seen it's definitely working some of the campaigns have been doing gangbusters i mean look at charlie's london's uh campaign that's who who would have thought it the figures yeah. that it's bringing in is absolutely insane Charlie's I just want to London say is the jewel in the crown of CG UK, and it like uh, yes, that's that's like uh, the biggest thing that we've done. Like, and it's, it's like uh, I'm not, I didn't even have to make it, but I feel like uh, I contributed, like, and we all, yeah, did, yeah. Like, we all like put something into like making it a thing, it was great, yeah. It, it, it just looks like such a fantastic book. And in the chat, we have got my main man, to Tony Wiggins. He says, hell, commie Mark. Hell, Lucifer. He also says, hell, chat, and hell, spam. Thank you very much, Tony. Hell, oh, well Tony. Good my, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed. That's what I always do <laughs> whenever I jump into <laughs> someone's YouTube. Because I like knowing if I take up a whole block like on the screen you're gonna see that i'm there in it like uh, yeah, yeah people are gonna know know your name know your presence yeah <laughs> i, I want to take this opportunity to tell all the people in the audience uh go and subscribe to my youtube channel please uh yes. i'm not that far away from uh you know having a monetized channel and that so i'm begging oh. all of you like redistribute the likes and the subscribes like not only here make sure you like this video as well but go and like subscribe to my channel awesome i need i need to add the link to your youtube channel in the description box down below which i shall do a wee bit later on sometime after uh, we finish this stream we've also got our main man wally wally how the devil art thou he says ail the panel and yeah, wally, ail wally, the chat wally was there as well at the inception there was like 14 ish uh cg uk people at the start mm. Uh, and he's one of the OGs. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, a lot of people that, that normally use the hashtag Comicsgate and join that movement, they, they do it because they're not fans of censorship and they're not fans of gatekeeping. And I noticed that you didn't mention much about those two subjects. How do you feel about censorship in comics and gatekeeping in comics? Well, uh, ultimately... I am a satirist and it like uh, yeah. and so for me like censorship is not good like that hinders my ability to yeah. do what I do like uh, when you read not Daredevil and best career as well uh, there's jokes in there that I just wouldn't be allowed to do yeah. uh, and I like so on the gatekeeping thing the books that I want to make they wouldn't let me make anyway like uh, yeah. even if I'd worked on Batman for ten years or something, they say, <laughs> "No, you still can't make that dumb book about uh, Kim Il Sung or whatever." So. <laughs> so I think you've chosen the right path. From what I've seen so far, you've definitely chosen the right path. We've got a few more people in the chat. We've got Yonesh uh, Purden. How the devil art thou, good sir? We've also got my main man, COVID Kev, in the chat. And we've also got Captain Fuckhead. Good Captain man. Glad, glad that he's here. Glad that he's here. I'm glad that you're all here watching this. So 
what is it that made you think I want to write comics? Uh, I always wanted to make comics. Like, you know, I drew them as a child and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I think the real question is what made me want to make comics now, like as an adult man. Uh, (laughs) And the answer is that I just made one. I made one. I made uh, Best Career. And I thought, oh, I can do this. Like, uh, once I realized that, that, okay, so there is a podcast that I listen to sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, an Australian podcast, and it's called Just Make the Thing. And the woman who hosts it, uh, she's a nice lady in that, but she's got a shrill Australian accent. Right. Uh, And like her voice saying those words, just make the thing, made me think, I'll just do this. Like, uh, and I did it. Like, I heard an interview with, you know, Justin Ryland, who's the co-creator. Yeah, yeah, from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he said, uh, I wasted years waiting for permission to do something. And then I thought, oh, yeah. Can just do something like there's a, a thing that i always say to people is uh if you look at something and you think one day someone should do this well you're someone and today is one day and it like uh so yeah do the thing that you want to do that that's a really good philosophy to have make funny books yeah make yeah funny <laughs> uh, we got a comment here from Bree that says, "Aha! I press enter on my question, and Lucifer already says it. The guys keep reading. The guy keeps reading my mind. What can I say, Bree? Great minds think alike." Uh, let me see. We've we've also got a bit more going. Ah, oh, I think it's just general chat amongst amongst each other. So, was the Adventures of Kim Il Sung and Best Career your first book, or was there something else that came before that? Okay, so uh, I made Best Career first. That's the book that I made that made me think I can make books. For people who are in the chat who don't know, though a lot of you do, for Brianna and the rest of your audience, uh, Best Career is made out of photographs that I put captions and speech bubbles on. It's like a fumetti comic, but what makes it interesting is rather than just taking the stills from a movie or whatever, taken like public domain images of Kim Il-sung and of Korea and rearranged them uh, into a different order where the Koreans win the war instead of losing, like, uh, you know, by just rearranging the things. (laughs) Uh, So I made that first and I thought, oh, I can do this. But when I was making that, one of the problems I would have is sourcing the images that I need and it like, this is what I want to happen next. And surprisingly, there's no pictures of Kim or sung doing a flying kick or something like that. <laughs> so then I had the idea to move uh, the same concept into public domain comics and to find a public domain comic that already has a story yeah, uh, and then rewrite that on top with inserted jokes. Uh, So then I made that in a PDF file and I gave away a thousand of them, like uh, to anyone who would take one, like I gave them one. Uh, And then, you know, that got picked up and started getting on shows, like promoting it and stuff. then, Then people were like, why are you giving this book away for free? Like, I'll give you money. And I was like, okay. Please do. Uh, just give me, like, uh, let me work out how to do it. Like, uh, how to do this part, but actually making them. Like, making them on the computer is different from making them and printing them and sending them to you. And it, like, uh, yes, very so different. I went back to the drawer uh, and I pulled out Best Career. And I was like, uh, I know out of all of the ideas that I have, this is the most niche and least profitable one. Like, uh, it's essentially my springtime for Hitler in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, knowing that it would sell 10 copies or whatever, I'd make my money back, I'd have one, and then I'd say, like, now I know how to do printing, I know how to do shipping, like, I know all of that. Uh, but it was quite successful. 
like uh, so well that's good anyway it's good made me chunk it sold well didn't make me any yeah. money like uh but yeah what what I really liked about your campaign for uh, Kim Il Sung wasn't just the concept in the book itself, but it's how creative you got with the perks for the campaign. Uh, for anyone who who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the campaign, do you want to explain some of the perks you did, especially the burner book option? That was the one that really tickled me the most. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, the campaign opens with the trailer. Uh, and the trailer, I took uh, actual footage of North Korean news mm. and I recut that into uh, a news story about this controversial book that had been released, my book in West Korea. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I dubbed over it with uh, like a text of this thing. It was real, uh, real low tech, but that helped sell it because it's North Korea. Um, yeah, so then I had a bunch of tears. The first one was uh, a fanzine version of the book, you know, that I printed oh. off like, yeah. here at my house and I stapled it and sent it out. Uh, and I, I did that one because uh, I was always thinking about the legend of Comic Mark and it, like uh, the future yeah. me looking back, telling the story. In it. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to say the first comic that I ever sold was printed out of my own printer at my house and it like uh yeah yeah so when it would all come in that's the first one that sent out so i can legitimately say i made a fanzine first so when people say how did you get into comic books say i made a fanzine like uh and now i'm a established publisher or whatever in the future <laughs> uh so there was that one there's the regular comic uh, there was a manga version of the comic where I just flipped all the pages backwards, including the text. Like, uh, you have to read it in a mirror unless you're like specifically trained to do that. Uh, and made a version. Oh, I've got them right here. This is the regular one, and it. This is uh, the beautiful Captain Foggy cover. Covers actually uh, from a Captain Marvel comic. Uh, right. that we just drew over the top of because it's public domain yeah uh, so then we also made this one which is the sailor kim the s-class sailor kim variant uh which is pretty cool and there is as well uh the not chromium edition but i don't have one at the moment this is actually the very first fanzine that was printed off like uh oh, wow a bit of history right there yeah so keeping that yeah uh and there was the burner book tier as you said because there was uh, a lot of people were going around burning books at the time that i launched it like uh doing it to spite each other like yeah so i thought i don't i don't mind if someone buys my book to burn it like because i still get the money uh, yeah, yeah. by doing that you're reducing the number of them in the world making them rarer and more valuable yes exactly so i thought uh, i'll just offer to burn them for you and like, some people will take it up as a joke and like i think i sold 11 burn yeah. ones like uh, so great <laughs> and then of course the final thing that i did was uh, make these hats that said make korea best again uh in the style of the maga hats and like uh which was pretty funny that was my favorite joke of the whole thing <laughs> I, I just thought it was wonderful the way that you managed to keep that humor going even inside of the the confines of an indiegogo campaign and whilst we're here joe frogo says oh snap what up mark and Hi. welcome joe it's, it's good to see you here good sir i hope you enjoy the show i hope you come come back for future shows as well it's lovely to see so many people here supporting you man so you moved on from kim il sung and yeah. you started work on a little book called not daredevil how how did not daredevil come about uh so like i said i was looking for a public domain character to uh do this whole to best career rise you know yeah um and i'd settled on this character called london 
who is like from the UK, he's from London. Yeah. He looks basically, he's wearing a suit and he's got yeah. like half a mask on, a cowl yeah. or whatever. Uh, so I was reading through his stuff, like uh, going through all these issues, trying to find stories that I can pull out. Yeah. Uh, and then I stumbled across the what became the first page of uh, the Not Daredevil Origins, which is just right. this kid riding a kangaroo. Uh, and then remember I said about the Australian just make the thing voice, like yeah. everything just fell into place, like in that moment. And I knew like what the whole concept was, like uh, just after seeing this one single image. Mm. <laughs> it is it is amazing some of the crazy stuff that exists in the world of public domain comics i mean i was i was on a show uh last night on the channel critical blast yeah. and uh I, I was bringing up the fact because i think someone else had brought it up to me recently uh the fact that there is a public domain character called lady satan from the 1940s created by george tusker who was one of the guys who helped create luke cage and stuff and I, i've been getting a lot of questions like is this the same lady satan <laughs> stuff like that and i was saying to them like have you ever read the golden age lady satan stuff one issue she's a spy killing nazis next issue she's a witch taking on werewolves like they just didn't know what the fuck to do back then yeah the golden ages man the uh the sorts of images that are inside like uh, crazy like yeah. uh you know they're still colored black people like like that like you know what i'm saying <laughs> you don't even yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're all sexist and racist and homophobic and i was just going through and like this is just ripe for satirization like it's just waiting for someone to do it i will yeah. say that, that all of the so all the characters that exist in one calling and not daredevil universe uh yeah. are from the same golden age publisher by this left Gleason guy uh and his stuff's good like it's it's really good uh the not daredevil character was invented by jake cole who also mm. invented plastic man and uh oh. the guy who draws them all like is uh Eisner Hall of Fame, uh, so uh, that's a thing I'm saying on my campaign, isn't it? Like, I've got a Eisner Hall of Fame artist, like, uh, it's just so perfect. Like, <laughs> finding those loopholes and working with them the best that you can. <laughs> well, wait till you see, like, the campaign. The campaign's going to be so crazy, like, uh, because now I know what I'm doing, like, I can take it up a notch from there and excellent excellent i do want to let people know that if i've done my work properly there should be a link to not daredevil in the description box there is a pre-sign up page for not daredevil i, I am right about there, when i say that isn't there there was until mm. today uh oh. because i made the thing six months ago today right uh, you have to launch within six months i think so right. I've made a new one, but it's not finished yet. Uh, but okay. it, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be made. Like I'm real close yeah. to launching it. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. In that case, scrap that idea. Don't worry. If you see a link for not daredevil in the description box down below, don't worry about it. I'll, I will update that once the new pre-launch is, is ready. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man, because you seem very passionate about, the idea with uh with not daredevil and i think it's gonna capture a bit of tension almost everything you've done so far does seem to capture people's attention i think that's really nice especially as you've taken a very unique approach to breaking into comics a lot of writers would sit down and say okay i've i've written a comic book i've got one of two options i either need to hire an artist to draw it for me or i need to learn how to draw myself and you've done neither of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I am quite proud of myself for finding, like, a hack, like, for doing it. Yeah. Because, like you're saying, those are the, well, the, there's a third option where you can find, like, uh, another person who's going to, like, run and jump off the cliff with you, like, just in the hope that you're both going to fly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 
some yeah i found a way to do it by myself but that what that's saying that is really diminishing captain fucker's role like uh spec so i made the stories i wrote the stuff mm. but captain fuckhead's contribution was like enormous to both yeah best career which i took all the credit for uh and not daredevil but he's done uh most of the legwork on to be fair yes because he's been helping uh restoring the original artwork hasn't he ready for print yeah uh which has proved difficult <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> yeah uh, i bet it has yeah, some of the quite... scans are like really small, like yeah, back. yeah, and, and and very low resolution because a lot of the original artwork from that period was destroyed. It was used to like mop up coffee stains and and shit like that. And I yeah. I know that, but there's literal adverts inside saying like bring this back to this place, yeah, so we can recycle it for the war. Like uh, yeah. they were actively encouraging the destruction of them. Which uh, yeah. is what's available now. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that they did that. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a while back, oh god, we're, we're talking about two years now. Uh, I had a deal going on with a publisher to restore some uh, golden age comic book artwork for public domain characters, and the main one being Miss Mask. And uh, there were so many problems working on that, and then the deal ended up falling through. So luckily, I didn't spend too much time on it. But the time that I did spend, I was like, "Fucking hell!" The, it would actually be easier to redraw a lot of that artwork in my own style, you know, just copy the layouts and the kind of angles yeah. and just go, okay, this is how I would draw it. It's an absolute then, nightmare. At, at that point, it's like, what's the point? You might as well just yeah. make a thing in it. Yeah, yeah, just make a, make a brand new thing. And I just quickly want to say hello to Ginge. How the devil art thou, Ginge? Thank you very much for joining us. We've got a few more comments here. We've got one from COVID Kev that says the, the North Korean government knows about Commie's book. Don't order Asian food. And when the lockdown is over, watch out for Koreans in dark glasses and poison-tipped umbrellas. Yeah, do. Uh, on the day that I was closing the campaign, you know, the day that your campaign wraps up? Yeah. Is the day where everyone thought that Kim Jong-un was dead. Like, uh, so I was going around, like, playing the album, like, with my book. But uh, luckily, he's still with us, so that's good news. And we've also got a comment from Bree. She says, there is so much going on in the comic world, though. I am taking in tons of new info during every stream I catch. That's that's absolutely awesome, Bree. That is really awesome. There is a very, very rich history uh, to comic books. Such an active community. You're absolutely right. One, th one thing I have found over the past year, especially during COVID, is how strong the independent scene is. How many talented writers, artists, colorists, letterers. It, it really is this, this pool of extremely, extremely creative people. And they are all so lovely and supportive. I mean, you mentioned Captain Fuckhead earlier. Uh, earlier. Sorry, I, I keep tripping over my words. I've only had like about four hours sleep because <laughs> I was doing one of those streams that you mentioned in a different time zone last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Captain Fuckhead has been like such a champion uh, in, in the indie comics uh, community for sure. He like he's doing some great stuff there. You know, he's he's currently coloring uh, an exclusive print for my for my campaign, and you know I've seen some of the roughs and stuff, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. How how proud do you feel to be a part of the indie comics scene, especially within the UK? It's great. I love it. Like uh, it's it's my life now. Uh, I don't watch TV. Like uh, I'm just purely thinking about comic books or how I'm going to do a stream about comic books. Like, uh, it's just everything's devoted to it. Like, uh, I love it. It's great. Uh, yeah. It's, it's consuming. Like, it takes over your whole life. It does. It, it really is a way of life. I know, I know that's kind of a, a cliched thing to say about any any kind of passion but it, but it is true in the in the indie comics world it really is a way of life that just takes you over and it's so 
it's it's overwhelming it sometimes because it's just like wow this is this is so incredible and the mainstream have really missed a trick not not picking up some of these creators that are out there yeah that's certainly true like uh it's clear that the comics industrial complex doesn't know why it's doing like yeah. uh it's just churning shit out that we're gonna be like uh so for example the not daredevil the character is based on the original daredevil mm -hmm. uh they keep trying to reboot him like uh, yeah in the comics industrial complex uh and there's never been very successful so that's one of the things i want to do and it like uh, i've worked out the maths like on how much each yeah. one of those books made uh yeah i'm gonna try and be the best selling daredevil reboot of all time <laughs> <laughs> man that's one hell of a goal to go for but more power to you man like why not swing for the fences you know yeah exactly when i uh gave away that free one before i was trying to give away eight thousand and i only managed to give away one thousand mm. because that's how many copies uh the deaf defined devil sold eight thousand copies on uh so i i discovered the character daredevil i was like yes i'm gonna do this i've done like half the book or whatever and then i stumbled across on google that gail simone's got a version coming out in yeah. like six weeks or whatever it's like oh shit well i can either give up or i can try and beat gail simone uh so <laughs> i'll do the second one uh and then i tried to give away eight thousand to match like the number that she did uh but i thought oh, this time because i didn't know what i was doing like and you should see uh <laughs> the original the the now I don't know if you can call a thousand copies rare, but those original ones that are out there in the world, uh, I literally just drew like boxes over speech bubbles, like and things hang over the edges, like uh, and the colours aren't matched, like uh, it. But it gave it like a more kind of uh, pop art flavour, like uh, yeah. yeah, it's different. But this new one's like now. So then nobody knew who I was, uh, and it was a nobody trying to do this thing but now uh i have achieved like a level of mediocrity in the uh, community where i might be able to pull it off <laughs> that's awesome man that's awesome we've got a comment from Bree. she says it can be my imagination but indie comic community seems a lot more cooperative than indie novel community people helping each other and creating things together yeah i would agree with that there i i'm finding like you do get a lot of people that have like their singular vision and they kind of work by themselves but soon after doing that they're seeing other people's work and going i want to work with that guy and i want to work with that guy because i love what they're doing and stuff and it's it's absolutely fantastic how have you found collaborating so far uh i love collaborating with people i love getting uh free help especially if anyone wants to do anything for free for me like i'll take you up on that offer um but i say that that's the thing that happens like sometimes you just log into twitter and someone yeah. just drawing a picture of your dude because they're an yeah. artist and they just wanted to draw someone and they picked your thing and then they're like here you go here's a picture of your dude and it's like yeah great <laughs> like, uh, yeah yeah it, it, it's but, amazing and like all the retweets and stuff it's absolutely insane they're just continually going so many people going i don't know this guy i don't know his project but it looks fucking cool to me let's get it out there well, it's like I was saying earlier when we was talking about Charlie's London. Yeah. That, uh, we like you feel a sense of I'm part of this success that this other person is having. Like, uh, yeah. and we're all high on that drug of like helping each other. The best way yeah. to help to help you, the best way to help yourself is to help others, and it like uh, yes, it really works here. But if you compare it to the indie novel community like uh what uh even scope is there for collaboration like uh yeah do you know what i mean you can't just say oh, i loved your book i wrote you a chapter like that doesn't work <laughs> <is it? laughs> we've also got a comment here 
from Dragon Smith. Thank you for joining us, Dragon Smith, who says classic American comics are selling better than the new stuff. So they've actually started to censor the past. I hope the originals are maintained in some form. And amen, man. A fucking men. I am with you on that. I saw, was it last year or the year before? You know, uh, DC did those big Walmart 100 page books where it was like they, they were reprinting like small sections of these graphic novels. And they had actually censored some of Michael Turner's art. And I said at the time, like, that's a real shit thing to do, censoring a dead man's art. You know, yeah. it's 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 disgusting, I think. But that's just me. <laughs> so moving on from not Daredevil, you recently announced a new project called Krishna Kid. What can you tell us about Krishna Kid? Uh it's I'm working on it. Like um it's a it's like a a man it's an it's a Great. It's not a comedy. Like a, it's not a satire. Oh. Like a, oh. it's an action adventure story. You know? like yeah. And it's an adaptation of the of the Bhagavad Purana, which like uh, details the story of Krishna from birth to death. And it, uh, yeah. And it's all there in chapters. Uh, so I thought, well, when I read it. Like I was imagining that he fights like <laughs> this is the first time I've got to speak publicly about it because I've been sitting on it for months. So uh, <laughs> he fights loads of demons, uh, and there's a king who's trying to kill him, and like the gods are watching over, like, and it gets into all these scraps and all these great miracles and stuff. And I read it, and I saw it in this like dragon ball style in it like uh, yes and i thought how is this not something that someone has already done uh, yeah. and i searched the internet like real hard looking for it because i wanted to read it that's why uh, like not yeah. I, it was never my plan to make it i just wanted to read it that was all like uh, hmm. and well that's so i wanted to read it and it didn't exist so I thought, right, I'm going to make it. Uh, and I was doing a thing on my channel uh, with this guy, Narwhal, who's another indie creator, a US one, okay. but great guy, like real creative. Uh, we was using a AI uh, game thing where, you know, you type in like, and then I walk down the street and I pick up a banana and then the computer right. and then... Uh, you put the banana, you throw the skin on the floor and the person behind slips over and crashes into you or whatever. And, you know, you just keep doing that. Hmm. Uh, I said to him, let's do this and we'll see if we can bang out uh, a plot for an entire comic book in one go, like in an hour sitting in it. Like, obviously, we'll have to tidy it up like, and, like yeah. some and stuff, but there'll be like a rough script for that. So we did that uh, and we wrote this. It was like a version of a flood myth. But there was like two gods involved, uh, and it was like a battle for who was going to win. Yeah. And obviously, I'm not an artist, but one of the things that I do when uh, I've got like this vision or whatever is I make like a mood board of like images that uh, yeah, you know, I can show someone you like, you know, like this. Uh, yeah. So I had this idea for how this book would be like this blue teal color, uh, and had this idea for like a statue of like a walrus god that's underwater you know with like ruined pillars and all this sort of yeah. stuff world building stuff uh so i'm making this uh mood board and one of the things that i was just going to throw in because it was a picture was a picture of the hindu god indra who's like the king of the heavens like he controls mm -hmm. the, the rain and stuff yeah. uh so i pasted this picture of indra in and then I thought, why don't I just do that uh, Hindu dragon ball thing? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, um, coming, like pulling all these images from all these places uh, to make this thing that's not this other thing that actually would be better for me to make. Because yeah, it's so much cooler. And it's an identifiable uh, property. People know who Krishna yeah. is. Like, uh, yeah. 
and it's also technically public domain because yeah it's like uh so i thought yeah i'm having some of that that that's a really good point that you brought up the whole you just wanted to read it like there there's so many interpretations of things like the bible has been done as a comic you can also get a manga of it and like the the crazy thing is if you look into the like world of manga and like the history of it and stuff there's even a manga version of mein kampf why is there not one of, of krishna's story so it, it's so good to see that you've gone right there's a hole and i'm filling it well it's not true to say that there are no Krishna books out there, comic books. Uh, there's one that's by Grant Morrison that's called 18 Days, and it retells the story oh, okay. of the Mahabharata, which is like uh, the main like Hindu book. Yeah. Uh, so the one that I'm doing is like a side Hindu book. Right. Um, but no, no. And then the, there's, a, there's even versions of the story that I'm telling. In fact, I have one here. This... Uh, actual Indian one and like uh, oh nice it's it's really beautiful inside like uh, it's in that oh, kind nice. of golden age like uh, but it's called I don't want to give you too many spoilers for stuff that's gonna come up but uh, and this is thirty two pages where they tell uh, what I'm taking two hundred and forty pages to tell like uh, this really like races through it like and you don't get to enjoy the uh but so there are versions but there are no like dragon ball versions which is yeah. the thing that i want to see i want to see like, the little blue dude throwing like energy beams and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it should be like Oh, that's such an awesome, awesome idea, man. Uh, we got some more comments in the chat. We got Joe Frogo who says, I'm still meeting awesome fans and creators every day, which is fantastic. I think that's the same uh, for a lot of us, Joe. There are just so many cool people in this community. And Bree has said, indie novel community is supportive and stuff, but more aimed for giving advice and hosting writing sprints. But all projects are super individual solo, which uh, I, I have to agree with from what I've seen of the indie novel writing community. It, sure. it is very limited. Surely that's true if you remove the word indie from the sentence as well, though, right? Like, it isn't yeah. writing like an individual solo experience anyway. That's a very good point. A very good point to bring up, indeed. We've, uh, let me see, we've got a lot going oh, yeah. on. That's basically yeah. I was making them that uh, that person said. Yeah. Uh, comic books are uh, traditionally a team effort anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. so I've done the writing, you do the drawings, you do the letters, you do the colors. Like, uh, we all yeah. come together and made a great thing. Like, uh, yeah. it's just done it. Scale but, I made a comic. I've got a show. You've got like another thing. Like let's all put that. But together. there's also like we we still hear stories about back in the day about the jam comics where several artists would sit together and they would literally do like a panel each, or they would do like the first panel of the page, pass it on to the next artist. They would do the next panel and stuff. So it, it goes even further than that. And I think that's something that will always always remain strong in in the comic book community regardless of whether it's the the mainstream or the independents uh brie also says i appreciate the willingness enthusiasm and initiative everyone seems to have in doing this very proactive absolutely brie absolutely every person i meet does seem to have that very proactive uh nature to them that proactive attitude where it's like well if we're not doing it why not this just get on and do it which is fantastic. you see so many people doing it like uh, and having success and you think oh yeah i i can do that too like uh, yeah. it's inspiring like when yeah. you see so there's a there's a guy uh phil diaz yeah uh mm -hmm. follow him on twitter like if you don't already uh and he made this book magic cop and it made a a chunk of change like uh yeah. it was successful uh his and then his next book the lost pages has a simon bisley cover like uh it's it's like you see that and you think why oh, why I, oh, I, I can do this too like it's yeah. inspiring 
saying like uh because there are no gatekeepers now like yeah. uh no gate there's no wall you can just go in like uh yeah right? absolutely i mean i was saying to i think i was saying it to russ the other day like for so long we've been used to hearing people say the big two and we know instantly once they say the big two marvel and dc and i was saying you know what i wouldn't be surprised if in a few years time maybe five years maybe 10 years when people say the big two what they mean is kickstarter and indiegogo yeah i like that i'm stealing that How's that thing? <laughs> please do it's there to be stolen <laughs> Uh, Statistical Zero says, I think comics are getting back to a point they they were in before speculators and the big, big companies got involved like D&D &D in the 80s. I, I'm with you on that one, Stato. Absolutely, man. Uh, let me see what else we've got going on. There's, there's a lot of people talking. Oh, we got... Um, you're going to have to forgive me if, if, I, uh, if I mispronounce your name. Sorry, not... We're going to come back to that one in a second. Uh, is it WizGiz Entertainment or WizGiz Entertainment? I, I I don't know how to pronounce it, but I, I've I've seen stuff on his channel so much. Such a great great channel. It's wise guys. Wise guys, right? I see. I should have had a lot more sleep. I might have figured that one out. Just <laughs> again. I do apologize, wise guys, but thank you very much for joining in with this stream. He says, commie Mark rocks, and I second that motion. And we've also got my main man, Peter Palmiotti, in the chat as well, who says, what's up, dudes? Uh, let me see who else we got. I think that is pretty much everyone. And COVID Kev says, no gate comics. And I like that. Um Peter Palmiotti says, I'm all about grabbing up my friends' books via crowdfunders, sometimes eventually when I'm broke. And I, I get that. I've spent so much money on, on, on crowdfunded books. It, it's not even funny. My credit card fucking hates me at the moment because <laughs> I keep finding another one that I'm like, I've got to back it. I've just got to fucking back it. <laughs> it's great, though. Yeah. As a customer, like... Uh you get that same uh feeling of contributing to the success it's like i uh so if, in, you have you had chubb on here carl stefan the merry boys yeah yeah uh, we've had him in, on here a couple of times i actually had him on here last wednesday great great so uh when i bought his book it put him over 10k so yeah. i feel like i made him 10k like uh didn't it cost me 19 pounds or whatever like uh but I, I feel like it's my success like uh even as a customer like you feel like you're contributing to this bigger thing it's great yeah it, it really is and like one of the things that i've done with my campaign that i've really had to kind of like push when i've been appearing on on other people's channels is saying look it, it doesn't matter which perk you back you will be credited inside of the book because yes i've written the book i've illustrated the book but i'm not 100 the reason why the book exists or will go to print a lot of that lies with the people who are backing it so who am i not to give them credit in the book for that good point you know and like i i don't see dc marvel dark horse or any of them doing that it, i can't think of one comic book i've picked up from a publisher like that where they've had a little bit in there saying by the way here's some of the fans who bought the book thank you very much this book is nothing without you on uh on this best career book that i did one of yeah. the things that, so occasionally i have an idea and i think why has no one ever done that before like a discussion yeah. book, for example sometimes it's because it's a bad idea uh yeah the problem about show now is one of those like it's cool but now i understand why it's not a thing uh <laughs> so the inside uh from like i stole this from the old major and you'd have a letter from the editor like uh yeah saying, this is what to expect yeah. so i made one uh from the best korean ministry of propaganda or whatever <laughs> yeah a space where i write your name like uh, i write oh, your okay. name like if you buy it and then like sign it at the moment because that's I was like, uh, there's a big debate about where do you sign the book, like on the cover. Or yeah. on the so I thought, on the letter, like, uh, 
it's a ball lake. I'm not ever doing that again. No. <laughs> it's not going to take the effort to do the part where you write their name. That's easy. Yeah. Like, you got names, you're just writing. Uh, although, I did write them in, like, faux Cyrillic, like, so some of the letters are backwards and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I can do that. Uh, the hard part is you have to track each one through the entire process and it because I have to make yeah. sure the one that's going to you that's got your name inside goes to yes. you yeah. rather than yeah. just building a pile and stacking them all in. So, yeah, because I, I don't want to open it up and go, Why is he called me Susan? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although that, that could be quite amusing, you know. <laughs> And uh, Bree says, maybe it's a good thing I don't have a credit card, although I'd love to support everyone. Oh, that's awesome of you. Yeah, trust me. Like I said, my, my credit card hates me. Absolutely hates me for what I do with it. But uh, it's it's worth it to back to back these creators, man. It's it's just so fucking cool seeing everything that's that's coming out. Um, with Krishna Kid, you're in the pre-launch campaign with Krishna Kid. I know that yeah. for a fact because I've got the link to that in the description box down below. If you guys haven't signed up to the pre-launch campaign for Krishna Kid, I highly advise that you do so. Uh, when do you think you'll be launching the the campaign for Krishna Kid? So I've got to uh, do not Daredevil first. I've promised the fans that I was going to make that book, and it like, uh, and it's yeah. basically done on my end. I'm waiting for the bits. Uh, so that's going to come out first. So I expect Krishna Kid will come out in April, maybe something like that. Uh, like I'd like to turn around the delivery of Not Dead Ever as quickly as possible by yeah. simplifying it, like I was just explaining, uh, and then crack on with Krishna Kid. Luckily, I've got different teams working on the two projects uh but i don't want to be in a position where i'm saying i'm on a show saying come on coming back krishna kid and then people are like where's my fucking not daredevil book that i haven't received yeah. like uh, so i want to get that like uh you know cross all the t's and dot all the i's and that you know, yeah check it after that how how did it feel sitting there knowing that you've you know you've done a couple of books that are satire they're comedic how how did it feel for you sitting down and writing a more action adventure uh, oriented story uh well i i knew i could do it like uh i believe in myself enough that i think that i can do that um in fact after i made no, before I even made Kim Il Sung, I put out this tweet saying, like, uh, that, okay, so let's rewind a bit. There's a piece of advice that people give uh, us writers all the time right, where they say, find an artist who's good at mm -hmm. specifically, like, the thing that you want to make. And it, like, you have to find the right artist to go with the project. Yeah. 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 And I thought, well, I am a good enough writer. That I can write any project. What I'll do is I'll find an artist and then write the thing for him in it. So I put out this tweet saying, "Like, show me what you got." Uh, and like, saying if you're an artist and you've got like this whole world built, like in this whole story, like and you're good at drawing, you've got all this concept art and that, but you're like, I just can't write it. Like I sit down to write it, I mean it's too hard or. Uh, you know, it's too long or whatever, like, and I need someone to come in and do it. I was like, come in and do it. Uh, I found this guy, uh, Tony Sizzle, he's a hero. I really love that dude. Uh, and we, he showed me, like, his art. Hmm. And I looked at his Twitter profile, and he had the word Dixie in his uh, bio. Yeah. Uh, and he showed me his art, and there's, like, a couple of, like, military sort of things and that, like, of historical kind of stuff uh and i thought right i'm gonna write the confederate avengers for him uh you know uh, and they have to stop lincoln's assassination and uh, it's all these people from the south you know uh like mothman was going to be in there billy the kid uh and i was going to have not lee harvey oswald what's his name the <laughs> 
someone in the chat will know that famous actor, John Wilkes Booth. Like he was one of the characters as well, like um, this whole thing. Bit. So I sat down to write it uh, and I typed in the first words of it, which are, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And then what came out was not the Confederate Avengers at all. Like it was a completely different thing, which is this which is called American Evil, like, and it's a tragedy book. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, like, again, this book, instead of uh, getting pictures and making up my own words to put on top, the mm. book is built out of quotes with right. pictures made to go with them, like, uh, the... Uh, it's really dark, like, uh, and it takes all these like famous lines from the Constitution or uh, other American documents, Declaration of Independence, stuff like that, and recasts them in this really gross like uh, way. Gotta see it to understand. <laughs> but uh, did, so I liked this because it wasn't a comedy. But it, uh, so you know how laughter is like an involuntary response. Uh, mm. It just happens. I, so I put some words in a thing, and you read it and make it feel a way inside. You know? Yeah. And this is the opposite of laughing. Like uh, <laughs> you read this, and you almost feel a little bit sick. Like uh, okay. not because it's gruesome or whatever, but. Uh, mm. It makes you feel bad to read it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It, it's fucking triumph. How <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of like uh, everything that I was doing, and mm. I love that it's there because it, it preps the idea that I'm not just a comedy writer. Like, I'm about to do this action adventure thing. Quite mm. That doesn't mean it won't be funny. Like, uh, no, no, but, of course. Uh, with my other books, every panel uh, is either a joke or is setting up a joke on the next panel or on the page yeah. turn or whatever. Right? Like everything. Yeah. When you're writing comedy, so normally, you know, you put some dialogue, and the dialogue, if it doesn't, it's got dialogue has to move the plot forward or yep. do some character development in this character. Like yeah. Those are the challenges. If it's not doing either of those things, fuck it off. Why is it in there? Like, uh, you don't need yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Take the uh, cut out the fat. Yeah, but when you're writing a comedy, especially like a a hard hitting, every panel is a joke thing. Yes, uh, you got to do all three things: uh, move the plot forward, do character development, and make a joke. Uh, yeah. And in not there, there hall in particular, the next panel's there, so. I have to I can't take it anywhere I have to take it yeah. to that place without yeah. just copying the original words like yeah. uh, it's a real skill so moving on to Krishna kid it's nice that I've got like all of the beats these are the things that happen to him in the story uh, but I get to make up the words and the pictures this time <laughs> so <it's, laughs> yeah Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, Peter Palmiotti says, not far behind you at Joe Froggo, pledging, sharing, supporting indies is way more fun than buying from the big two. And I second that motion. And there was also a great comment here from Captain Fuckhead saying, you're not Susan, you're Lucy. That's a very good point. A very good point indeed. Uh, let's see what we got here. And uh, Wise Guys Entertainment got it right that time. <laughs> says the opposite of laughing oh my yes that is one hell of a of a description absolutely amazing to me from what you were from what you were saying about that it really does support the idea that there is something like writing isn't just a craft there is something also uh, almost magical about the art of writing it's kind of See, there you go there you go <laughs> Oh man, this has been awesome. We're going to wrap up soon, but I do have one more question because I've started asking this to more and more writers and artists, and I really love hearing uh, people's responses to this. 
And uh, the best way to set this up is by saying, have you ever, uh, are you a fan of Frankie Boyle at all? Yeah. Well, 10 years ago, sure. Yes. Yes. When, when, seven yeah. years ago. Yeah. So you, you've probably seen the stand up show. I, I can't remember what it's, which one it is, but there's a stand up show where there's a guy who's uh, in the front row and Frankie Boyle picks on him and says, you know, what do you do? What do you do for a living? The guy says, "I'm between jobs," and Frankie Boyle was like, "So you're fucking unemployed then? Just say that you're unemployed. Uh, what do you want to do as a job?" And, and the guy says, "I want to do what you do. I want to get up on stage and, and make people laugh." And Frankie Boyle says, "You haven't been abused enough to do what I do." Now, when I first heard that, I I thought, you know, that's a funny joke. When I heard it the second time round, I was like, I don't think he was making a joke there. So taking that statement of, you know, saying to this person, you're not abused enough to do what I do. How how do you feel about that statement? Do you agree with that statement? Do you believe that there is some truth to that statement? Or do you believe that it's it's just a throwaway comment not to look too much into it? Uh, there is a whole idea in it that like uh, there's a trope of the tortured artist or whatever. Yes, yes. Like, uh, and I don't think that it has to be a thing. Like, mm. what I would say is if you're a person out there and you're, like, depressed and tortured and stuff, then uh, be a tortured artist instead of being a tortured nobody. Like, uh, like you've got to do something, like channel uh, your sadness into, like, a crying woman painting or something. Like, uh, mm. and it will make you feel better because you did a thing. Uh, I, perhaps that's why uh, it's such a trope that artists are also in. But they're not all. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a question that i love asking people because i think most people i think most people do agree with the statement they just have a very different perspective or take on it it's very it's a very unique thing uh when you start thinking about that statement itself and start dissecting it and going well maybe there is some truth to it but maybe not like does it have to be that way and stuff and uh what, one thing i one thing i noticed with your work is how unique it is and your response to it has been very unique as well oh, i'm gonna assume that's a compliment thank you uh it is so <laughs> There is a phenomenon, if you look at Hollywood, where a lot of the, like, British actors, at least, who make it over there, you're, uh, I'm thinking of Damien Lewis or Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever, yeah. or Helena Bonham Carter is a great example of this. They're all posh as fuck. Like, uh, I don't know how tortured they are, like, uh, when they're in or whatever. Uh, so... I don't think you. I don't think you have to be tortured. Like uh, you just need to have something that you want to say. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, and some people, for some people, that thing that they want to say is, "Oh my God, I'm so sad." Uh, yeah. That that's not the only message. <laughs> like you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stick with that answer. Yeah, no, that's no problem, man. That's no problem whatsoever. Like I said, I, I really do like like hearing people's uh, different takes on it. It's 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 really in, it, for me at least. It's interesting. I hope it's interesting for the audience as well. <laughs> and uh, Captain Fuckhead said, "Who kicked the monkey through Top Man?" Uh, I know, I get that reference. Don't you worry, Cap. I get that reference, man. Uh, Mark, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm really glad that we've finally been able to do this because usually we're just talking like through through Twitter or, or some sort of social media network. It's been absolutely awesome to have you on the channel. I hope I hope you will come on again soon because I'm sure that Russ would like to like to join in with a discussion and and that little fucking sock puppet as well. Um, very soon I'm going to have a whole bunch of wares to come and chill in it, Luke, so you'll be on my yeah. list. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Right, well, I guess we better wrap it up there. I just want to say to everyone, thank you very much for joining in on this episode of I Have Issues. I want to thank Tommy Mark for coming on to the show, and I look forward to having you on again in the future. Don't forget, 
in the description box down below there are links to commie mark's twitter there are links to the sign up page for krishna kid and all that other good stuff and i'm going to update those links soon to include your youtube channel as well you will also find a, a link to an interview I recently did with ICU, Indie Comics Underground. So you can take a look at that and you will also find a link to the Indiegogo campaign for Lady Satan, an angel in a killer's dress. If you like any of these campaigns, but you can't back them or, or you don't want to sign up to them or whatever, that's absolutely fine. But please do your best to share the links with all your friends and family on, on your social media platforms like i said mark this has been absolutely awesome man and to everyone who's watching until next time take care of yourselves take care of each other but most importantly stay awesome <laughs>